Hi, everyone. Welcome to Fur Baby Talk. This is episode six, kidney disease and our dogs and our cats. I'm Sue Genosa, your host. Today, my guest is my friend, Jeff Hargett. You will remember him from episode two, Gut Health. So get a drink, sit down, put your earbuds in, relax, because we're going to be talking about one of the best things we have in our lives, our fur babies. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hi, Jeff. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Okay. Thanks for being with us today. So how are you today, Jeff? Oh, I'm doing really good. Good. Been having a good day. Good. It's a lovely Saturday. Or, I'm sorry, yeah. Sunday. <laughs> yes, it is. It's beautiful weather. So today we're going to talk about kidney disease and dogs and our cats. Okay. So why don't you first start explaining to all of us how the kidneys work in our bodies? Uh, well, basically they uh, filter out uh, different uh, contaminants in the blood, waste products, um, toxins, and so forth. And uh, But their main function is to balance the water load in the bloodstream. And uh, that's a really important job. It takes a it takes a long time for the kidneys to do that, and uh, that's the, the most important reason that we need to be well hydrated so the kidneys can work very good. Oh, so water is very important for them. Yes, it, it's very important to keep them functioning properly. It- um, now I know you do, and I do too. I filter their water that I give. Yeah. Yes, that's a very good idea. Yeah, because uh, there's a lot of chlorine and God knows what is in our tap waters, and our yeah, well, yeah, and in our well waters that people have well water. So I usually, yeah. uh, I also use um, distilled water to make my bone broth, and sometimes I give them distilled water also. Right, that's a good idea. You know. Uh, what, usually if I'm using a gallon of uh, water to make the bone broth, and if I have some left over, I throw it in their bowl, you know? Yeah, um, that's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, why not? You're not going to waste it. I'm not going to throw it down the, the sink or anything, so. Right. So what would what would actually cause kidney disease in our pets? Uh, that's uh, directly related to the food that we feed them, uh, and you want to you want to feed an anti-inflammatory diet and i know there's probably a lot of uh a lot of argument and misinformation as far as diet is concerned but mm-hmm. i think we've all pretty much agree on a raw diet and even people that have fed kibble for years can switch to a raw diet and see uh improvement with it you know within like 24 hours oh yeah i i I agree with you i think um dog food is starting to get um a pretty bad rap with people with us pet parents and i think the word is getting out there that and you and i have talked about this before that we have learned it's starting to really become that gut health is very important to our pets 
Oh, yeah. There, uh, more and more people are starting to understand that. Yes. And then if they feed a rotten diet with just dry kibble, which is just processed food, um, yeah. you know, processed food isn't a good diet for any of us, us or our pets. That's right. So, and that kibble. Go ahead. It, it, yeah. That that kibble is so bad. It actually acts like an anti-nutrient and uh, robs nutrients from your body because it's so inflammatory that the body has to use its resources to neutralize its effect. Right. And it also takes 12, 16 hours or something like that to just digest. Yeah. And you should be, you know, you should be done in a couple hours. Yeah. And that that's why when you feed raw for people that feed raw and people that don't and are just learning about it, Usually, if they feed raw, you feed raw to your dogs within two hours, three hours, that food is gone. Yeah, and and if you just switched them over, they're probably going to act hungry, and they're going to feel hungry because yep. they're used to having a full t- food in. Yeah, they're, yep. they're so used to having a full stomach for twelve hours. Yeah, you know, yeah, try for their stomach acid to try to digest this hard food. And um, so I noticed that when I started feeding raw, that they were so hungry, you know, but now they're, they're so used to getting, you know, two meals a day. And if they get a treat, I usually, I, I give uh, dehydrated duck hearts. That's what I give as treats. Um, Oh yeah. Those are very good. Yeah. yeah, They love those things. Um, I'm trying, I'm going to start getting them myself and dehydrating them myself. Yeah. I'll take them in, uh, I'll rehydrate them and then freeze them and uh, I'll give them to them one at a time and they'll sit there and chew them up, you know? Oh, that's a good and, idea uh, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They, they like the, the duck hearts and uh, I think they like the chicken hearts better, but you know, mm-hmm. I just get so concerned about what we're feeding our chickens nowadays. Yeah. You have to really be careful where you're getting your food source. Yeah. Yeah, and chickens are probably one of the most abused animals that, you know, that are are slaughtered for our pets and us. In my opinion, yeah. that's just my opinion, but yeah, I think they are too. You know, and they feed them just crap. Um, that's why I I usually get my chickens from a farm out here from downstate Illinois, and they're free ranged uh, during the summer, and during the winter they are not fed corn and. Uh, GMO stuff they're fed you know regular chicken feed you know so and grass and dandelions that they can get a hold of but for the most part they're at least free ranged and you can get an eight pound chicken now think about that that's a big chicken (laughs) that's a big boy there now um, and they process them on their farm and everything so they're not going to a you know a slaughterhouse they process them right there on the farm which is nice Um, yeah but so what are some of the um, the symptoms of kidney disease so everyone could be looking out for them? Well, you're probably going to start seeing some lethargy, you know, where, where the pet's just laying around not wanting to be as active as normal. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in the earlier stages, they're just not going to have that energy like they used to have uh, because the, the inflammation is not just going to affect the kidneys. Um, it's going to affect the whole body, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then later on after the inflammation builds up, uh, 
then you you know you're probably going to start seeing some uh, malfunctions in the kidney, like uh, uh, the dog's probably going to or cats too do the same thing. They'll start drinking a lot more water because the kidney is trying to fix itself, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what all our organs do when they uh, you know when they run into trouble. They'll start trying to fix themselves and. Uh, one of the things that it does, it tries to flush more water through the kidneys. And, you know, if you think about it, that's that's basically what the vet's going to do is give you some uh, pills to to make the kidneys, you know, flush more water through it. Uh, and then, you know, you might start seeing some, some tummy ache, maybe some vomit, you know, a little bit of throw up, mm-hmm. Di- maybe some diarrhea. Yeah. Yeah, that's in, uh, good. Like in the later stages, uh, uh, you know, you're going to start seeing uh, some incontinent where you'll see little puddles of urine on the floor. Uh, and then, uh, and then uh, when the kidneys start shutting down, you're going to start seeing the eyes get red. Now, um, would you see anything with their gums too? Uh, you know, I don't remember. I don't know if I, if I ever looked at their gums now with, with a, with a liver issue now, you, you know, you can, uh, you can start seeing some pale gums, you know, mm-hmm. and then of course the kidney and the liver are directly linked because the liver, uh, it, it has to process its stuff and send it to the kidneys, you know? Right. And, and if, if the kidneys, uh, aren't able to receive it then the liver can't send it because they have that that feedback communication where you know the liver says hey man i got something for you can you take it and the kidneys is you know they're gonna say yeah bring it on or not and then uh, if the liver can't send it then it'll try to put it in the bowel which uh, now you're starting to look at a you know some sludge in the gallbladder uh but it's just a, uh, it's just a, a cascade or a sequence of events that happen when, when this, when your diet starts to get into an inflammatory state. Mm-hmm. You know, you're either feeding a, an anti-inflammatory diet or you're feeding an inflammatory diet. There's no in between. Right, right. Now, if you go to the vet, what would the vet actually recommend for kidney disease? Yeah. The first thing they want to do is start, you know, getting more water through the kidneys. So that uh, would be fluids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they might even, I mean, if it's bad enough, they're probably going to uh, run an IV and, uh, you know, start start giving them some, uh, what's that thing? What's that called? That uh, drug? Is it an ACE inhibitor or a. Uh, see, I can't remember the name of it. I guess a drug, you know. So, in other words, they but, would uh, just give them a drug. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now, obviously, they wouldn't be able to fix the kidneys with the drug and fluids, correct? No, but they might be able to bring the inflammation down enough to make it look like they did something. Right, right. And, uh, but, now that drug they're giving you, that uh, especially that ACE inhibitor, uh, you know that uh, that don't just work on the kidneys. That 
works on every organ in the body. And, you know, when you start taking water away from the heart, it's not going to beat right. You're going to have some arrhythmia and probably some angina, I would imagine. I mean, uh, if they could talk, you know, they'd probably tell you their chest hurting. Right, right. So, so that would be the side effect of the drug that they would give. Yeah, the the first thing you want to do with a drug is look up the side effects yep. before before you even touch it, because some of them they don't even want you touching them, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's so many side effects to everything. Um, yeah, even our drugs that we take. I mean, we, we know that, and you know, the, yeah. our poor pets don't have a choice. No, I don't want to take that. They're depending on us to do our homework. To, to see yep. if it's good for them or not good for them. So, oh, yeah. so they would just give them a drug, give them fluids, and it, it probably fluids every two or three days, I'm sure. Um, so now what, now let's go into the really big question. What can we do naturally and holistically for our dogs with kidney disease? Well, uh, the very first thing I like to do is a, uh, start a fast and Mm -hmm. uh, that could be anywhere from 24 to 72 hours uh you know depending on what i'm you know what i'm seeing and you know how the pet's acting would you do a bone broth fast yeah and i would definitely add some milk thistle because you know anytime you have the kidneys involved the liver's just gonna be right next to it you know and uh they kind of work hand in hand, so, and I would even use a a milk thistle extract if you have one on hand or can get a hold of uh-huh. one, because uh, that'll that'll help bypass the uh, uh, the probiotic strains in the gut. Because really, when you give a powdered milk thistle, what you're doing is feeding the probiotic strains. And it's the metabolites from those probiotic strains that actually make it to the liver and do the repairs. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, in a, in a, uh, in an emergency situation where, you know, there's definitely an issue with the kidneys because you're, you know, you're sitting there looking at a urinalysis and, uh, you know, the bun's got some funny numbers going with Right. It. No, I, I usually use a liquid milk thistle, and mine has dandelion in there. Yes, that's very good. Yeah, I like the dandelion only because it's a natural, like a water pill, basically. And it, it yes, might make it them pee a little bit more, but I think it flushes all the toxins out quicker. Yeah, it does. It helps bring down that inflammation. And yep. I've heard some concern from people saying, well, you what if you're flushing too much? Well, you can't be if the kidney is inflamed and not working. There's no way you can flush too much. Right. And as long as they're they're drinking water, if they're taking it in, it has to come out. That's right. <laughs> you know, it has to come I, out. I would make sure they're getting at least an ounce per pound of body weight per day. Uh, and that that's pretty easy to do if you, you know, if you're on an IV, but, uh, I can't remember the delivery rate on a, uh, like a, like when you syringe it in their mouth or, uh, yeah. 
uh, or do a uh, like where you do that uh, up under the under the skin, uh, under the, the fluids. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what the delivery rates uh, is on that. Yeah, I can't either. I've done it to a few dogs and a couple cats, and I can't remember what it was too. Um, but so let's do a bone broth, broth fast with the milk thistle. And so let's say yep. we go, you know, 36 hours. So that would be like three days, let's say, um, for a bone broth fast. And um, I, in my last um, podcast for benefits of the bone broth, I did explain what a bone broth fast was. Um, so let's say we go into a bone broth fast. We're all done with that. Now what do we do? Uh, I would... I wouldn't come off the bone broth. I would still give that every day. Correct. Uh, but what what I would do is start adding solid foods. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's see. I'd probably take some uh, some ground. Well, let's see. I would do some uh, ground turkey or ground duck or ground rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, and then I would chop up some cilantro or parsley really fine and knead that like dough, like you're kneading dough. Mm-hmm. I would knead that into the meat and let it sit in the refrigerator overnight. And then I would feed it that way. And that would, uh, I would start introducing small amounts of food that way, not a full meal. I mean, you, you could give a full meal over the course of a day, but right. But just, don't start off doing a full right. meal. So whatever they would eat in one day, split that. Yes. Yes. Like, uh, let's say you, you uh, at, at one meal time, you would serve five ounces of meat. What I would do is make five uh, little balls of meat, you know, an ounce, five, five one-ounce servings. And maybe serve that every hour or hour and a half throughout the day, because uh, they're going to digest that pretty quick, right. especially coming off a of fast. And that's why you want to—that's why you want to be slow about introducing solid food, because the digestion will be about twice as fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing I would do is. Uh, um, a, uh, I would do a soak. If I would start with a Epsom salt and baking soda soak, and if you can do it in the sink, I don't, you know, some people, their pet's not small enough for that, but if you can do it in the sink, that's a lot better because you don't have to have as much product, you know, to put in the water. Right. And then the next day, I would do a celery soak, and I, uh, and uh, I would take like a couple of stalks of celery and gr- puree that in a blender and then just strain it and pour that into the bath water and make sure the temperature is at least 100 degrees Fahrenheit, but below 105. And uh, I mean, if you want to get technical about that, you want to take the temperature of the dog and Raise the temperature of the water two degrees above their above their regular their temperature. temperature. Yeah, uh, but I'm not real, you know. Uh, you know, I'm not real um, strict about that. 
as, as long as the water is at least 100 degrees so it doesn't feel cold when they get in right, it, you know. Right, So what does the celery soap make do? Uh, well, it, it actually soaks into the skin and uh, very similar to magnesium, uh, it, it, uh, it starts the skin modulating because the skin is our largest organ and it does half the work of every organ in the mm -hmm. body. Uh, like if you're, for instance, take the kidneys, for instance, let's say uh, your kidneys put out you know, a pint of liquid a day, then your skin also does the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, they just, they do half the work of every organ in the body. And that's, that's why the skin is so important. And that's why I get so concerned when I see a pet, when the, and I know the skin is stopped up. Of course, my second thought is, well, the liver stopped up too, if the skin is stopped up, yeah. you know. So the, the and, soap for the Epsom and baking soda. So that obviously gets soaked into the skin too. But does that like detox the skin, basically? Am yeah, uh, it, it's a very good detox for the skin. It gets the gets all the impurities out of the skin. The skin kind of acts like a little filter, uh -huh. and it can it can get really stopped up and start turning colors. Uh, I think there's a, a thing called black skin disease. That's probably a really bad situation. Yeah, you and I have talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. When the skin starts turning black like it, I mean, you got a problem. Yeah, that's now. bad. So, if so, let them do the Epsom salt and the baking soda soak. Um, how how yes. long should they soak in the Epsom and baking and the celery? Uh, the Epsom and baking soda, I would uh, I would soak at least thirty minutes. Uh, <coughs> and you want to get that. Uh, like in the bathtub, I would probably use two cups each. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, get it really strong because you what you're looking for is loose stool, and that means you got enough magnesium in the system. Um, and it's uh, the the magnesium uh, didn't have to go through the digestive tract, uh, so it's not it hadn't been used yet, mm -hmm. and. Uh, the, the magnesium molecule is used in over 300 uh, enzymatic reactions inside the body every day. Uh, we burn up about, uh, probably about 300% of our magnesium. Well, let me, let, me, let me put it this way. We burn half our magnesium that we take in every day just through stress alone. Wow. And that's including our pets. Oh yeah, and they feed off of us as far as our emotions are concerned. Right, right. Oh yeah, they they know when we're sad and we're happy, when we're depressed. Yeah. And you know, oh, yeah. um, now the celery soak the same it's the same amount of time, thirty minutes. Yeah, I, I would try to get thirty minutes in there. Uh, it's not going to burn or sting or anything. Uh, so now, if they the, if they had to do the celery soak in the bathtub, let's just say they had a big lab. Um, should they yeah. take more than just two stalks of the celery? Yeah, I uh, like when I do the bathtub, I use about four stalks, about four pounds. Okay. And uh, I'll put it in, uh, well, my blender's really only big enough for one stalk at a time, but um, 
I'll grind them all up. I'll put a, I'll put a pound in the blender and I usually put about four cups of water in there and I'll turn it on high for at least probably 60 seconds. Uh, and I probably wouldn't do it any longer than that. Cause you, you know, your blender is going to start getting hot and it'll just, it'll just you yeah, know, burn out your blender. <laughs> yeah. So then after they do the soaks, um, then we're adding food to their, to their yep. diet after the second and third day of adding food, they can go to full, full meals. Correct. You know, full meals yes, during I the will. day. Um, but what kind yeah. of other supplements can they use? Um, well, I like to mix up, uh, I like to take cilantro, parsley, dandelion, and grind that up in the blender and make a juice and, uh, syringe that in their mouth. Um, uh, let's see, there's a lot of good, uh, natural products on pet. Wellbeing has got some really good products for, for, uh, yes, they have the kidney support. Yes, the kidney support is And excellent. that you can use. I was reading about it today before we connected. This, um, the kidney support by Pet, pet Wellbeing is, um, they can you they can, it says there that on Amazon that it, this is an everyday product. Uh, oh, for, yeah. Especially for older dogs. I started using this on Lucky because he's 14 years old, even though he's been fed well, you know, well-balanced diet. Um, I figured he could use a little kidney support at his age. Oh yeah. Especially when we yeah. get older, uh, yeah. but it, I mean, it's for, it's for every age, but especially when we right, get older. Right. So, so you could do the, the, um, the juice that you were saying with the cilantro and this and that, um, and the pet well-being. obviously a good probiotic, I'm guessing yes. and a good digestive yeah. enzyme. Um, we yes. usually, well, we've usually, uh, both of us use the miracle or the, the miracle probiotic and their digestive yep. enzyme that you also recommend the swan aid or what, wait, um, okay. yeah, the, the fiber aid is yes. a pre prebiotic. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's a good one to use too. That helps, that helps feed the probiotics and and get those, uh, uh, the, the fiber aid has a special kind of prebiotic, uh, special kind of fiber. It's, it's from trees and it, 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 the, when the, uh, probiotics eat it, they manufacture a special, a special kind of short chain fatty acids. Uh, and right now our current scientific knowledge has only been able to identify three or four of them. And there's probably around 200 that uh, each each uh, bacteria in the gut manufactures, but we just haven't put names to them because we don't know what they do. But we can see them like in a DNA profile. Mm -hmm. When they uh, a few years ago, when we started sequencing the DNA, uh, that's when we started seeing all this stuff and started to realize there's a lot more going on in there than we've yeah. been led. Yep. <laughs> uh, one of the uh, one of the things I've been working with is a tuning fork, uh, and uh, I've noticed that 
uh, I got one dog with some uh, some hip issues, and uh, I'll I'll strike the tuning fork and then put the base of it on that uh, the base of the hip uh-huh. bone, and well, it'll scare them at first, obviously, but uh, I, I noticed that uh, it's starting to help the the arthritis a little bit. So I'm wondering if the the healing frequencies would also uh, manifest into the uh, organs, you know, like the kidney and the right. colon. Right, that's interesting. I've been trying to do a lot of reading on it, and uh, and then the uh, my main focus right now, though, is the soaks and trying to figure out uh, the best way to do that. I, you know, after I saw that article about uh forest bathing that really sparked my interest you right know? right yeah that was very interesting that article that you shared um so with the probiotics the let's just say the pet well-being they could give them the kidney support um a good probiotic yes. a prebiotic uh, a good diet yeah. um yep. now do you think they would need or we would need to go back to the vet to check on those kidneys every so often with a blood test? I would. I mean, if you can find a vet you trust, you know, so many of them nowadays, they just yeah seem like they want they just want to do whatever they want to do. And that's just not good for you. Right. Dog, and you I know? think we have to find a vet that, um, is okay with what we do if we want to feed them naturally in a raw diet and all the 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 supplements and the soaks um that's we have to remember that we're their advocate and that they are our pets not the vet's dog or cat you know and if we want to do that we want to bring them in just for a a blood test that's our our right to do that Yes. And, and if they won't do that, if they want to give them, and oh, and that is one thing I do want to bring up. If they are sick like this, they should not get any kind of vaccines whatsoever. Yes, that's right. The uh, insert that comes with the vaccine that from the manufacturer says not to give vaccines to a, a sick dog. A sick animal. And that's, you know, a lot of people that I've talked to they don't understand that even allergies is there is something going on in their body that they should not get a yeah. vaccine period. Yeah. I've just discovered, uh, some research on PubMed where they uh, figured out that the probiotic strains in the gut are responsible for allergies. Yep. So if you, if your microbiome is imbalanced, then you're going to start seeing allergies and, uh, allergies are connected with your mast cells and that's the first thing that that vaccine is going to see or, or the mast cells when it gets up under the skin don't think that's going to be a good combination no and the allergies are just going to get worse i've seen it it happened to diamond yeah. i didn't know any better you know i trusted the vets you know well we know. all have we all we've all know. been there and that's why yeah. that's why we have this podcast now jeff to try to teach everybody the other ways to do things. And, you know, if your dog is sick, has diarrhea, 
you know, even if you go to the vet and you have, I've, I've talked to people that my dog had diarrhea. I took him to the vet. He didn't feel good. And they're telling me, oh, well, his rabies shot's up. We should give that to him. Absolutely not. They're sick. You know? <laughs> yeah. Let's, let me take them home. Take your dog home or your cat home and get them better if you're going to give them a rabies shot. I mean, geez. Um, but, you know, it, it's all about the green. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, but this is, I, I think this is one thing um, that has came up with me and that you and I talked about before that um, I had a couple people talk to me about kidney disease. And that's when I thought, oh, me and Jeff have to do a kidney disease on dog and cats to at least try to help people. You know, there's ways, ways of stopping the kidney disease. Now, do you think with all this stuff that all the things that we discussed just now, that this could slow down, if not completely stop the kidney disease? Yes. And even even if you're in, in a, a situation where you're, you're on dialysis, uh, it's going to turn that around and, uh, and bring your kidney back to life. Uh, it's just amazing how, how the body's been designed to heal itself. If we give it what it needs, you know, and we just haven't ever been taught what to give it. We've just been conditioned to eat for taste. And then when somebody starts talking about eating for nutrition, uh, you know, the first thing out of my mouth was, well, that ain't going to taste good. What are you eating that for? Exactly, exactly. And and you got to think of our pets would think the same thing. You know, sometimes. Yeah. Because yeah, I think uh, switching to raw, um, I haven't met. Uh, the only dog that I've only read about and learned about was my dog, Lucky, was the hardest one to switch to raw. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's amazing. But, you know, for for how I think he was like, well, I think he was like 10 or 11. So he was on dog food for all those years. So, you oh, know, wow. when I switched them to raw, when I did with diamond, diamond went right away. She, I mean, I was cooking at first and then I slowly switched her to the raw, like I explained before. But when I switched, I yes. tried to switch him. He was, he gave me a little harder time, but I think, yeah. I think all the dogs, once they realize now I have been now with our, my puppy Addie, taking her to training classes be all, before all this pandemic crap. Um, the trainer had taken her, taken her to do uh, a training session to show everybody. And she had little um, dog treats. Addie wouldn't take it. <laughs> She didn't yeah. know what it was. She knows. She yeah. knew not to and take it. She was like, I can't believe she won't take it. Now, I had dry, uh, freeze-dry raw treats with me. And that's what I was giving her. And I was like, here, try this. And then she took that. But she refused. Yeah. So when she would, the trainer would pass out little dog treats to everybody. I just put them in my pocket. And I'm like, I ain't giving her this. You know, first <laughs> of all, she ain't going to eat it. So, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think they're, they're, they're programmed just like your kids growing up and just like all of us, like you were just saying, that if they're taught how to eat kibble and, you know, dog treats, they're going to eat it. But since I started yeah. adding when I first got her at three months old on a raw diet, no dog food, no dog treats, you know, duck hearts, she didn't know what kibble was. 
That's you know, good. So I think that gives them a little head start on health, of course. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, we could all change our health and we all can change our pet's health. Um, one thing that just popped in my head, the people out there that have an issue with their cats with, with kidney disease, I find it a little hard for them to be able to give them a soak. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to so, be difficult. Um, wh- what would you recommend for that? If anything, huh. I mean, could could be just give them a better diet and give them the supplements. Could that be at least a little better? Or maybe, you know how we say that you absorb so much through your feet? I wonder if oh, yeah. they could at least put them in like a a shallow water with just their paws. Would that help at least absorb some of it, Jeff? Yeah, that would help. I mean, anything like that's going to help. Because Uh, even if you could do like a poultice or something. Because I know some cats, very long haired cats go to the groomers and stuff like that. Um, But let's face it, eight out of 10 cats probably have never and never will be to a groomer or get a bath. Well, I did have a cat I was able to, to give a bath to. But, That's very rare. Uh, yeah, you want to you wanna be careful with doing that because you can get yeah. hurt, you know. Yeah, I bet. You know, so let's get, let's start talk. let's talk a little bit about the cats, about that. So if they do the same thing with uh, the feeding the raw and doing the kidney support because the, uh, the pet well-being has it for dogs and cats. The one that I give, it is yes. for, for both dogs and cats. So, and it, and what I like yeah. about this company is that it gives you complete directions in the back by weight, what your pet weighs, how much yeah. to give, how many drops twice a day, once a day. I like that. And I, I was using pet wellbeing with diamond too. Um, they have great products and you can get those on Amazon. So if they do the um, probiotics, the prebiotics, a good diet, um, and and the kidney support um, without the soaps because they're kitties, uh, they they can still yeah. have a very productive life with kidney disease, live a longer life right. with kidney disease, and stop uh, you know stop it from progressing or curing it. Correct. That's right. And it's amazing how, you know, you and I have talked about that before, this before, that it's amazing how their bodies and our bodies, too, we're both pretty much linked to the same, can heal themselves as long as we give them what they need. Exactly. And I think some of the vets out there need to start thinking outside the box like we have. That's right. And, uh, you know, uh, I've noticed that some are like uh, uh, Karen Becker, yes. Dr. Becker, she's uh, starting yep. outside the box. And Dr. And, Judy Morgan. Uh, yeah, Judy's starting to think yep. outside the yep. box. And I think there's one thing to um, emphasize. When you go to the vet and you find out that your dog or cat is in kidney disease, I, I think we all think it's a death sentence. Just like we all think that the cancer is a death sentence. Um, And so they're going to tell you. Well, I mean, 
it is if you're uh, using Correct. Western medicine. Correct. It is a dip. So I'm going to recommend everybody. So let's say you're you're listening to this because your dog or your cat has kidney disease. Go, you know, go to your vet, of course, you, you know, go to your vet, because obviously you see symptoms, something's wrong, you get all the tests back, you should do this, you should do this, you should did this, according to the vet, take that advice, right. go home, and go on the computer and do a little homework. And yep. besides listening to this podcast, now you know exactly what to do. <laughs> um, but, you know, it we all are our pets advocates because we have, we're the ones that feed them and give them the medicine and put everything in their bodies. Yep. Yep. They don't have a voice. So we're there. Right. And they're not going to say, I don't want that. Is that good for me? Are you sure? Did you Google it? (laughs) And that's what (laughs) we should be doing. And I think we, you know, like we've said before early in the podcast, um, we've all been there before we've all fed dog foods. We've all, we have all trusted our vets and not that vets are bad. It's just, they, they, they need to start listening to their gut and start thinking outside of that box. Yeah. They got to get outside outside that that box box because you're going in with symptoms and all they're doing is covering up the symptoms, but they're, while the body is still and so they're not correcting what is actually wrong with the body and that's exactly. the sad part and uh people think that if the symptoms right. gone you know right. then they're you know it's okay now but that's and a lot of medicines do that they cover up one medicine that i could think off top of my head is prednisone Oh prednisone, God. Yeah. yeah, prednisone hides all the symptoms that you're giving it to, and prednisone attacks the organs and it suppresses their immune system where their immune system does not work at all. And they use it for yeah. anti-inflammatory where you could use so many other things. I you know, I use yucca right. on Lucky for his arthritis. It's a liquid, I mix it in his meat, he doesn't even know he gets it. You know, um, I <laughs> use good. the, you could use the golden paste, you know, with the turmeric, you could use yeah. turmeric powder in their food. There's so many other things to use for anti-inflammatory than the drugs they can give you. Oh yeah. Uh, I buy that turmeric in a, yep. in a one pound bag and, uh, it's probably, uh, you know, the, probably one of the cheapest mm. supplements you can use. And uh, it's uh, very easy to get it into them that, you know, if, especially if you're cooking mm-hmm. it in a food uh, like, like, uh, like the paste. Uh, or, yeah. Like the paste is very good. And uh, I was thinking about uh, like taking some ground meat, you know, and uh, knead it up in the meat and, then what I do is like sear it on each side and yeah, they never yep. know what's in there. Cause oh, they smell right, like cooked right. meat, you know? Right. Um, in fact, you told me to do that for diamond one time to, and I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. You told me to mix it up in her food 
let the food sit in the in the refrigerator for four or five hours. And I can't remember what it was. I think it was yeah. at her last stages um, at the end um, oh. a- after we found yeah. the, the big tumor. But uh, it, it did help her. Yeah. That's all I remember. I can't remember what we put in her meat. Um, but that helped her. Yeah, it was. Uh, it'll absorb that fat in the meat and uh, it'll make it taste like, well, you know, yeah. it'll make it taste yeah. like the meat. And the you know? golden paste so. that I mentioned, that's that's turmeric, that's coconut oil and water and pepper. Yep. You could get, you could find the recipe yeah. online. Just Google golden paste. You'll find it all over. Um, that's, that's a great, abs- yeah. that's a wonderful anti-inflammatory and it, you use it uh, slowly. You go up slowly. You usually start at like an eighth of a teaspoon. Yeah. It all depends on the size of the dog. And um, you know, and I can, can, can we use that like on cats, Jeff, the golden paste. Okay, good. Oh yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, they've been giving it to horses to say, too. I, I know someone that gives it to horse gives it to their horses. What I would do, uh, especially if you're starting out with it, uh, I would start feeding some ginger uh-huh. or ginger tea, uh, and then that would help because uh, that golden paste is really strong. I mean, it don't seem like it is, but once it gets done in the yes. in the gut. Uh, Especially if you got some stuff going on down there, like candida overgrowth. Yeah, if you're just if you're just uh, starting to fix the you know, gut, it could upset their tummies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you're gonna you're gonna kill yeah. some candida yeah. quick with that. Yeah, and and I used to give I used to sprinkle the ginger on her food and on Lucky's food when we first started doing the golden paste. Because I started with the golden paste with Lucky. Yeah. He 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 ran. He still runs around like a, a two year old, but. Um, uh, he, all of a sudden, after about three years of taking it, he wouldn't eat it anymore. And I would mix it in his meat and he wouldn't touch <laughs> it. And that was the only thing I was putting in there besides the probiotic and stuff. And so it had to be that. So once right. I took it out and I started on the yucca, uh, which is a natural uh, anti-inflammatory and for pain, just so everyone knows, um, uh, I started using the yucca and he's been fine. I mean, I've got, I go through a bottle, you know, probably a bottle a month of that. And I get that on Amazon also, you know, thank, thank God for Amazon right yeah, now. That's good. You know, I mean, I know. It, it, they could be billionaires, uh, but we, we all, we all can get our stuff for our dogs. I really didn't think much of that golden paste until I came home and saw uh, Scruffy <laughs> up on the counter and, he hadn't jumped up on the counter in probably 10 years. And, uh, and it, you know, it kind of stunned me because I wrote, well, I'd never really been that much of a disciplinarian, you know. You're just too. <laughs> but as soon as he saw me, he got down, you know. To your dogs, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah that golden paste is really good. It's, it's a great anti-inflammatory. Um, and that's what I, I think that's what I'd like to get out there is that, you know, the doctor's going to give you steroids for anti-inflammatory and and all this other all these other medicines. And there's a lot of other things out there that can help them naturally that won't hurt their organs, that won't hurt them, especially right. if there's something going on, you know, and right. It's not going to just bring down the inflammation in the joints. It's going to bring down the inflammation in the right. kidneys, the, the liver, body. the heart, the spleen. Yep. 
Yeah. And that's, yeah. you know, we all, we all should know that inflammation causes pain. And once you have inflammation in the body, everything starts screwing up. Yeah. I mean, if you got inflammation bad enough where you're feeling it now, that's, uh, that's some pretty, right. pretty bad And so if we get that down, that'll help with the kidneys also, you know, um, right. Yeah, it's been, uh, I'm glad we've talked about this today because I think, I think we've gone over a lot of things today, Jeff, to help, um, you know, I and I, uh, if anybody yeah. has any questions, just give me a shout out. And if I can't answer the question, I could always have, I, I will call my, I call Jeff. He's on, on quick, you know, he's on quick call on my phone. <laughs> So if I can't answer your question, I'll just call Jeff and get the answer for you. Um, but right, um, so but I think we've come to, um, come to the end of this podcast that I don't think there's anything else that we can talk about, Jeff. We have about five more minutes if uh, uh, you can think of anything else. You know, I really can't. Uh, the only thing I can stress is just, you know, pay attention to your dog and uh, get to know his habits and his demeanor and, you know, how he acts. And when something changes, then, you know, it's time to start looking because there's something wrong. You know, we all know our pets, like everybody, you know, just like a mother knows their baby, you know, right. You you all know that if something, if, if they're acting differently, something's not right. And you could do your own homework. You could take him to the vet to find out what's wrong. And then you come home and do your own homework and then fix it yourself. (laughs) Uh, That's right. That's Um, the best way to do it. But okay, Jeff, thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, again, if anybody has any questions, just give me a shout out. Or you could uh, email me at diamondsbonebroth at gmail.com. And like I said, if I can't answer your question, I'll speed dial Jeff and get it for you. So, all right, Jeff, thanks a lot for being here today. And I will be talking to you soon. All right. Bye.